The Reserve Bank of Australia is clearly in hawkish mode and may yet hike again. It's certainly not expected to cut until well into next year. That's in our five things in five minutes. And then in part two of our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ's Head of Australian Economics, Adam Boyton, explains why we should watch the Nairu. That's the unemployment rate below which inflation starts accelerating. If the Nehru was, say, hypothetically in the high threes instead of the low fours, it means potentially that we can get inflation down with less of an increase in the unemployment rate. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, the Reserve Bank of Australia published its Statement of Monetary Policy on Friday. Now, that included fresh forecasts and comments suggesting the risks of more hikes in the cash rate are more prominent than cuts anytime soon. Here's ANZ Australia senior economist Adelaide Timbrell. There was a slightly hawkish tinge to the Reserve Bank's November statement of monetary policy. They have much higher expectations on inflation for the end of 2023 and higher expectations of inflation into 2024 as well. The statement really talked a lot about the risk of inflation remaining higher for longer. And while there are a lot of measures in the economy like wage growth, which wasn't upgraded, or inflation expectations, which still seem to be anchored, there did seem to be some more commentary on the upside risks to the outlook rather than the downside. Number two, Adelaide says ANZ's view on the cash rates direction remains unchanged. The statement on monetary policy has not changed the ANZ view that the Reserve Bank is on an extended pause from here, but risks are still skewed towards further tightening in the near term. And the underlying assumptions in the statement of monetary policy's forecast do make it seem like further tightening is possible. Number three, rate cuts in Australia are still a long way off, says Adelaide. We think that rate cuts are still very far away. The Reserve Bank noted that the persistently high inflation remains the major concern for central banks in advanced economies. And what that means is what isn't the main concern is anything that would trigger an early rate cut, like an activity fall or an unemployment rise. In fact, the Reserve Bank's staff forecasts now show less of a rise in unemployment than they did in the August forecast. So there's less reason for them to cut rates early and more reason for them to stay high for longer. We still think the first rate cut will be at the end of 2024. Number four, US stock markets finished last week in a buoyant mood. The S&P 500 closed up 1.6% and the Nasdaq was up 2% by the close on Saturday morning. Oil bounced to Brent. It rose 2% to $82.24 a barrel US. The US 10-year Treasury yield closed at 4.64% and remains well off its highs from last month. Gold, it nudged down by 1.4% to $1,942.70 US an ounce. The Aussie dollar begins Asian trading this week a touch weaker at 63.61 US cents. And the Kiwi is also weak at 58.90 US cents. US dollar really remains strong with all the geopolitical fragility and solidly high interest rates around. Number five, in global markets, the big news over the weekend was Moody's, the credit rating agency, putting its AAA sovereign rating for the United States on review for a downgrade. It had been stable. Here's ANZ senior international economist Tom Kenny and what it might mean. 
The US has got some fiscal challenges. If you're looking longer term out, um, budget deficits are expected to continue to be elevated and actually start rising. So there's been a lot of talk for some time about um, the the fiscal path and the US not being on a sustainable um, path. And, you know, with this rise in interest rates recently, we've seen that um, it's more the the chunk of the the budget that's have to um, use to pay out on on interest payments is, is growing higher. And when we add into the mix that um, the political environment in the US is quite volatile uh, in the sense that polarisation is is quite extreme, but the US uh, Treasury market being the the largest in the world, uh, there is confidence in the longer term that that these issues will be addressed. Tom Kenny there. Now, in part two of our bonus deep dive interview into why the Nairu is falling and why that's important for interest rates, ANZ's Head of Australian Economics, Adam Boyton, explains the importance of parental leave in allowing a lower Nairu and therefore slightly lower interest rates over the long run, of course, in the absence of other things. And so the first thing is just the economy has been, or at least the unemployment rate, has been much less volatile over the past 20 years than it was, say, from from 1980 uh, through to the the late 1990s. The second is that uh, we've we've done a much better job, uh, not just on female labour force participation, but also around exits that women used to have to make from the labour force when they were when they were having children the widespread availability of paid parental leave and the higher level of female participation with childcare now more accessible means that you know we're much more able as an economy and as a society to balance uh, these childbearing or, or child rearing years uh, and so you don't see that the variability in, in female participation by age cohort than you used to. And the other thing is um, we're, as a, as a society, uh, getting a little older. And what we find with the ageing of the population in the Nehru is older workers tend to shift jobs uh, less frequently. So there's a bit more stability there. And also unemployment rates tend to be higher among younger people. So as the age distribution of the economy shifts, uh, I guess the natural rate of unemployment, I know economists wouldn't necessarily use that term, but it, it tends to come down a bit. Uh, and then there's also just that the economy is a little bit more flexible, that uh, a lot of the past industrial relations reforms have probably uh, improved the ability of, of the labour market to respond. And of course, inflation expectations, notwithstanding the bout of inflation we have right now, have been reasonably well anchored. So there's a whole bunch of things sitting in the backdrop that probably don't grab our attention every morning, but they're they're working, at least in our view, to slowly push this Nehru down over time. Do you think it can keep falling? Because there are some people who argue that uh, because of uh, COVID and because of uh, people, you know, moving out of the cities, uh, looking to work less, that there might actually be you know, a reduction in the potential for people to join the workforce and stay in it? Well, if I think about all those big picture drivers, an ageing workforce, increased female labour force attachment, the business 
exits and entries are, or, or that the average period a business has been operating for ten, is tending to get longer. And it's often um, those sort of rapid business creations and exits that can cause a bit of structural and frictional unemployment. Look, uh, touch wood that we don't have a, a serious recession. Um, I mean, I think all of those things, so those those ageing of the, the workforce and increased female labour force attachment, those things aren't going away. So I, I think... We, we could well be on the cusp, and, and we might even be in the world now where the Nehru in Australia doesn't start with a four-point something but is a, is a three-point something. So I, I do think these big-picture things can continue, yes. And if the Nehru can continue to fall, um, how does it affect things like uh, interest rates, all other things being equal? If the Nehru was, say, hypothetically in the high threes instead of the low fours, it means potentially that we can get inflation down with less of an increase in the unemployment rate, which I think would be a great thing. Uh, the other thing, though, is if the Nehru is in the threes, then it means that the challenges businesses have had over the past few years in finding employees and in finding people with the right skills isn't going to go away. And, and so what we could be looking at is it's that these labour and skill shortages, which have been, I guess, a bit more pronounced over the past few years, it's tempting to say this is just a post-COVID thing and once we've adjusted, everything will go back to normal. But if actually what we're seeing is the impact of a lower Nehru, uh, it's quite possible that uh, labour and skill shortages could be with, with us for, for quite some time. ANZ's Adam Boyton there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday the 13th of November. Catch you tomorrow with a preview of some key US inflation figures. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.